Hey, creepy crawlers. I'm Katie. And I'm Nate. And this is Case, Case of, of the, the Creeps. Creeps. I went and seen the new Scream with the, the kiddo uh, Saturday. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was it? It was, it wasn't the first one. It's all right. It was all right. Oh, can I break your heart? It was just all right. She enjoyed it. If you fucking tell me. <laughs> I'm going to tell Are you. you fucking. I'm not one Scream. Not one. Why? <laughs> Why all these things? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. You know what it is? What? It's all that fucking smut you're reading. <laughs> <gasps> so I got a Kindle. I can bring my smut with me everywhere I go now. <laughs> illegal. I started. If, so if I were to just hang on. bust out a fucking jugs or a fucking hustler <laughs> out in public, all along you can read forced butt sex on a ferry, <laughs> and it's okay. Wait. So, remember, this was the first book that I was reading, right? Yeah. So, Audible gave me a credit. Oh, God. Looky, looky. I'm reading the second one now. (laughs) Is there even more fairy? Oh, in the first chapter, my man. Holy shit. It's good to see that they're staying (laughs) consistent. They are. um, They're keeping on with the, the trend there. But, no, I haven't seen a single scream. And I have barely seen any of the Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went over that. Yeah, we did go over that. You've just seen. I saw part of Pet Cemetery. Okay, doesn't count. What the, one? The sh- what one? I don't know. The newest one or the original? I think the original. I don't know. I was part of it. How, how am I supposed to know? Um, was it a little? Was there a little boy in it? Yes. Okay, that was the original. Okay, so I saw part of the original, and I, I saw. Fucking see part. Because I walked in on it and went, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so you saw like a scene? You saw a yeah, clip, pretty much. You saw a clip of I it? I saw a part of it. Okay, it doesn't count. And I saw The Shining. I, I mean, you got to give me credit for The Shining. <laughs> yes, I'm giving credit for The Shining. Um, so you're telling me from Salem's Lot nope. to fucking Cujo? No, I, I, I didn't really grow up with scary movies. Do I get points if I've seen The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Do I get any points back for that? The original? Yeah. yeah. From the yeah. 70s? Uh, I don't know if it was from the 70s. I know that I was a youngin. It was probably the original. Who watched it in the back of the Catholic school bus on our way to Catholic school. Somebody had it. I don't know what on whatever portable thing we had when we were kids that you could like play stuff on. It's like a portable DVD player? <laughs> I think it might have been a portable DVD player. <laughs> Actually. Wow, we're showing our age right now. <laughs> But somebody watched the like was watching it in the back, and I craned over and I watched like I don't know however long it took for us to get to school. Do you know they never in that movie never once did they show anybody actually getting murdered in that movie? They didn't. Nope. Not one time. Huh. It was all perceived. So what you made it. It's could... kind of it was kind of like what Quentin Tarantino does. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Never mind. <laughs> Wait, is that the one with um? Oh my god, why am I not thinking of his name? Nick Fury. Who plays Nick Fury? Samuel L. Jackson? There you go. It, it has him yeah, in that. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it. Well, hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, creepy crawlers. And welcome back to another episode of Case of the Creeps. I'm Katie. 
I'm disappointing you again. Just the long reign of disappointment. <laughs> just so many fucking movies. Look, I'm just a sheltered kid when it comes to movies. I didn't watch movies. I could barely watch TV. I was raised by the TV. Seriously, my mom was very, very strict on the fact of like, I would get maybe 30 minutes of TV. I would get TV from the time I got home to the time that she got home was, was like an hour. And then after that, it was homework, dinner, chores, read. That's what we did. But uh, welcome to a Last of Us breakdown episode breakdown. Tonight we are covering episode six, which is called The Kin. I don't think we have any, we don't have any business. Uh, nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. I know that we're, we have stuff in the works behind, but we're not mentioning any of that stuff right now. No. But okay, no. Can I give a hint? I want to give a hint. I want to give a hint. Nice. It's going to be a really inconspicuous hint. It won't be like one of my normal, win- my normal go, hints. Okay. So <laughs> we have something that's really, really big in the works right now for you guys. Um, it's, it's for everybody, us included. We're really, really excited for it. And the way that you're going to find out about it is just in an episode. We're not going to tell you what episode, but you have to listen to our episodes in order for you to figure out what it is. Somebody somewhere is going to do the fucking, the Planet of the Apes. Damn you, damn you, all the hell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking knew it. No, we promise that it's it's going to be super exciting. And if anything, it's just kind of showing that we are growing as a podcast. And that in itself is very, very exciting. And big shout out to you guys because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now without you so thanks to you you guys are going to be hearing something kind of cool in our upcoming episodes but with that all being said we are going to dive right into episode six breakdown of the last of us which is again called kin and we promise we promise that a real episode is coming <laughs> yeah okay so after this you guys are going to be hearing part one of albert fish it I just need a little bit more time. You guys strap it. You guys are gonna have to strap in with your poop eating shoes. It's gonna be a lot. And strap on your poop eating belt. Can we and give your a bib? Can, should we give a warning now? No, absolutely not. I think we should give a warning now no. because I need a warning just reading about hey, him. Okay, I'll give you a warning. Albert Fish is super fucking intense. He's really sketchy, guys. He was and a sadist, uh, a child rapist. He ate poop. <laughs> He drank pee-pee. He did a lot. He did a lot. He did a f- So our next episode is going to be on him. It's going to be part one. So it'll be kind of like the gearing up for the super crazy. Not to say that even in his childhood years, he wasn't super crazy. But I mean, just a warning now for you guys to be prepared for that because he's going to be a wild one and we're going to probably have to break him into two parts. So and they're going to be a little bit on the longer side because again, he may not have committed a lot of actual murder but what he did do was huge in a in a perspective of just dastardly deeds just heads up there for you guys but let's not drag on anymore let's go ahead and pop this case and get into our episode breakdown for the night i'm drinking coffee it's i'm actually kind of excited i'm drinking duncan iced coffee but it's a cake batter donut i had the i had the other one the brown can the other day Okay, I gotta do this over here. That's gonna make you poop. It's gonna spray. Ready? Talk about your rock lobster skin. <laughs> Guys, I am so sunburned right now. <laughs> it's bad. Cheers to episode six. Ooh. Uh, 
Again, shout out to Collider, which is our episode breakdown website that we read these off of for you guys. They are chef's kiss wonderful. Okay. Episode five of The Last of Us, it was a fucking, it was a nuts ending. It was. With truck breaking through to the underground and the bloater coming out and everybody being massacred by the infected. And it also ended with Joel and Ellie witnessing Sam. Sam got turned. And his brother shot him in the face in front of Joel and Ellie. And then turned around and shot himself. That has to be so much on Ellie. Like, not even just Joel. Like, poor Ellie. She's just having everyone and everything just kind of ripped from her, innocence included. She had a terrible fucking childhood. She did. Now, while some time has passed between episode five, uh, five and six, episode six is titled Kin, and we see that this moment still weighs heavily on the minds of Ellie as well as Joel who still worries about bringing Ellie to the Fireflies, and he also worries that he's not the right protector for the potential, quote-unquote, savior of the world. So, Kin, however, becomes an episode about the bonds that we don't choose. As Joel reunites with his brother, he's been trying to find for months, and the ones we do choose, as Joel and Ellie get closer than ever. This starts where they're in the middle of nowhere, and it begins with a flashback to homie... Blasting Spray, himself. Spraying cherry pie all over the wall. Oh my god! <laughs> and after this reminder, we jump three months later, where a man uh, returns to his cabin in the snow after hunting and finds his wife held at gunpoint by Joel. This, this couple is couple goals, This is so fucking hilarious. Joel says he's looking for his brother, and the man immediately says he hasn't seen him. The woman also reveals that Joel is a girl with him, as we see that Ellie was hiding on the second floor. Joel tells her not to come down, but of course... She doesn't. Because that's my girl, Ellie. <laughs> that, the whole, what I say goes rule. It's out, not working out for Joel. At the Joel. fucking window. <laughs> no, it's just not happening. So Ellie with a gun in hand comes down and the couple laughs at the little psycho. <laughs> Joel asked the man to show him a map where they are. He, he disappoints Joel with his answer. And the man says that he hasn't heard of Tommy. And the woman clearly hasn't heard of the fireflies either. Uh, when Joel asks for advice on going west, the man says, yeah, go east. <laughs> so, they are so vague in their answers, like, but so to the point, too. He just wants him out of his fucking house. He says, yeah, go east and never go past the river, ever, because past the river is death. Ooh. The man says that they never see who is past the river, but they see the bodies. Some infected and some not. And if Tommy isn't west of the river, he's gone. And this revelation seems to, like, it shakes Joel up a bit. Yeah, because Joel is Tommy's protector. Yeah, exactly. And scared that this couple who has been here a long time might know what they're talking about. As they leave the couple's property, Joel stops and he has a severe panic attack. The walls are closing in. Everything's like tunnel visioned out. Panic attacks are fucking horrific. They're scary, man. It honestly feels like you are dying when you have one. I'd rather be knocked unconscious. And have a fucking panic attack. Or Ugh. an anxiety attack. Either one is fucking horrific. What do you think is worse? A panic attack or an anxiety attack? Because I've experienced both. And both of them are... I've even experienced an asthma attack as of recent, too. Uh, anxiety, by far. So the 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 panic seems to be getting to him at this point. And uh, when he regains his compo- composure, Ellie reminds Joel that all they need to do to find Tommy and the Fireflies is to cross... <laughs> My soul just left my body. Is that real life? What just happened? I can't see. What just happened? That gate just fell. Where's the cat? The cat's over here. Did the cat do it? I didn't see the cat do it. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. 
So you mean to tell me that we're going to go from light shenanigans to moving physical <laughs> shit now? My soul just left. <laughs> I am I'm scared. That whole thing just fell over. What the fuck? It's been sitting like that for an hour. Completely fine. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All Bro. Right, cabinet lady. We get it. It's the cupboard lady. Okay, we're going to ignore it. It's just like when there's something wrong with the car and you just turn up the radio louder yeah, so you don't hear it. I don't hear that squeaking. We're going to keep going. <laughs> so Ellie reminds Joel that all they need to do to find Tommy and the fireflies is just you know, cross the river of death. Death. And it's like fucking snowy out right now too where they're at. It seems That's pretty cold, cold, bro. Yeah, it seems pretty miserable. It's, it's cold. Fuck that. Fuck the cold. I mean, I'm as much as I hate, I'm going to West Virginia. As much as I hate the fucking heat, I hate the fucking cold more. I would pick the cold any time of day, and here's my reason why: if you are hot, you can only strip down so much before it becomes indecent exposure. Okay, you can be cold and keep adding layers until you're the kid from Christmas Story who can't put their arms down. Like fucking Michelin Man. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But I, uh, uh, no, I can't stand being hot. I can't. <laughs> so as it's getting dark, the pair decide to cross the, in the morning. And uh, they're camping out for the night where they dine on a rabbit that Ellie stole from the fucking Indian pool. <laughs> She's like, they'll get more. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, he's, Joel's like, don't do that. She steal, would she steal one? She wants yeah. to just steal one instead of two. Yep. So, uh. Um, Joel, he, Joel at this time is duct taping his shoe together and they share a drink from his flask with Ellie and uh, Ellie asks what happens if they find the fireflies and they make a cure thanks to her then, what then what do they do next and when Joel flinches at the idea of them still being together after that like uh, I'm still yeah. kind of thinking of you as cargo like yeah. I'm not trying to still be with you after this yeah Joel says he would probably get an old farmhouse and some land and start a sheep ranch which makes me wonder did he say that just to appease her or do you think that was really a goal of his it might have been a goal of his I don't know. I think he said that just to be like, I don't know. I'll do this. Just to like make her happy with like an answer to the question. Yeah, there's a good possibility. <clears throat> so Joel, Joel asks Ellie what she'll do. And she looks, up at, she looks up at the moon, you know, growing up in the quarantine zone where she was trapped by the ocean on one side and the walls on the other. There was nowhere else to look but up. So Ellie says she's read everything she could about space and that her favorite astronaut is Sally Ride, which Joel managed to guess. But then Ellie gets quiet and asks Joel if the vaccine will work. That's when she admits she tried to save Sam by rubbing, rubbing her blood into his bite wound. And uh, Joel reassures Ellie, saying that if Marlene told them that the fireflies could make a cure, they can do it. Joel says he'll take the first and second watch at this point. The conversation's over and they need to they get need some to rest. tuck down, yeah. So Joel says he'll take the first and second watch so Ellie can get some sleep. And the next morning we see that Joel had fallen asleep. But Ellie wakes up early and has decided to take second watch. Despite Joel's protesting and his insistence that he's responsible for her, Ellie shows that she can protect herself, that he's taught her what she needs to know, and that she's and she says she's a natural. Even though she's done a good job, Joel insists that the next time he falls asleep like that, Ellie should wake him up. He still sees a lot of Sarah 
his daughter in Ellie and how he was supposed to be um, in charge of her. Mm -hmm. And he failed that. So again, I feel like he's trying to make up for what he couldn't do for Sarah with Ellie, but still trying to keep that that line. He's trying not to cross it. Yeah, he's trying he, he hard. Wants, yeah, he wants... Oh, he's got one big toe already over the side. <laughs> so, so. He does, just one big Mandalorian <coughs> toe just hanging over. <laughs> Did you know? Uh-oh. I'm about to ruin your whole day. I don't want to. I, no. I'm about to ruin your whole fucking day. That around 95% of the time... It's not him in the suit. I know. <laughs> <sighs> so is he really the Mandalorian? Yes, he is. Don't you fight me on or it. Is he just a caricature of the Mandalorian? Shut the fuck up. He is the Mandalorian. That's debatable. He is the. Listen, he has proven time and time again that he is the daddy. Okay. <laughs> it's just that's that's what he plays. Jesus Christ, the daddy. That smut's getting to my head. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I just is watched, it hot in here? Or is I, it just my sunburn? <laughs> I just watched the over the overwhelming weight of being famous or something like that uh -huh. with him and Nicolas Cage. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on that. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's funny as hell. All I can because Nicolas Cage plays himself. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see the movie that Nicolas Cage is going to be in where he's he's a, Dracula? He's Dracula. <laughs> It looks so good. I, I can't wait. I love Nick Cage. Have you seen Pig? Nope. With Nick Cage? I, I don't even know why I ask you this. I don't is. know. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's going to be nobody. Yeah, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> no, Anyways, make me included. Pig, Pig was a fucking great movie with him in it. Mm. it weird, but good. I've never even heard of it. So, uh, Joel and Ellie cross a bridge over the river with no problem. And Ellie shows that she's trying to learn how to whistle and tells Joel sh he should teach her how to hunt. But literally, it, w it was, That's hey, you should teach me how to hunt. Hey, <laughs> done. <laughs> Let me give up on that venture. Yep. <laughs> so, I got ADHD. I'm going to move on to the next thing. It's going to feed me dopamine. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> teach me how to shoot a gun. So, <laughs> they want to kill some shit. So, they... They come across a dam and another river, to which Ellie states, What if this is the river of death? Death! Soon after, a group of masked and armed people surround them on horseback. Death! <laughs> <You're a> savant? <laughs> How do you know this shit? <laughs> so the group separates Joel and Ellie, and they bring out a dog. Who... <laughs> Sweet. We don't need a soundboard. <laughs> I am the soundboard. <laughs> Who they say can smell infected? Who they say they can? Who they say can smell? Yeah, tongue twisted. Who they say can smell infected? And once the dog's let loose, the dog checks out Jill, who's clear. But then the dog growls at Ellie because she was bitten before. Yeah. So the dog gets closer to Ellie, and it's unclear whether he can tell she's technically infected. But then he starts licking her. Joel tells the group he's looking for his brother, and a woman asks what his name is. So the group brings Joel and Ellie to a compound, and once inside we see Jackson, a thriving community complete with shops, a giant Christmas tree, kids playing, and a reminder that maybe life can still be lived normally What's after the outbreak. What's that song? I'm going, Jackson. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Fucking, this coffee's going to my head. You're full of it. 
I don't get to do this. I'm always reading. <laughs> it builds up, man. I can be funny. <laughs> Go to Jackson. <laughs> it isn't long until Joel sees his brother Tommy, and he's like working on some shit on the side of a building. And like he's like. Tommy! Almost as if he can't believe he finally found him. Because remember all that time he was like fucking sending messages. and Yeah, he was sending messages. And then you had this old couple, the old Indian couple at the beginning of the episode that were like, you're not going to find him. If he's any further west. They're like, my dude is dead. He's gone. Like, you should just give up. So that's all kind of sitting on Joel. So it's almost kind of, you can see it when you watch the episode, you can see it in his face kind of be like, is this a dream is, or is this real life? Like, he's like, he's, he's like dead, dead, my dude. <laughs> he gone, gone, buddy. He, he, he did. <laughs> for sure. He's for the birds. Now get out of here. <clears throat> Don't steal my rabbits. Don't steal my rabbits. <laughs> and it's almost as if he can't believe he finally found him. So Tommy comes over and hugs Joel, both overjoyed to see each other again. And when Tommy asks what Joel is doing there, Joel replies that he is there to save him. It's like, ha ha, you're so funny. You've been so, fine this whole time. So they they bring him inside a, a dining hall. So it's inside a cabin slash dining hall. Mm-hmm. And Joel and Ellie are cramming food down their throats. While Tommy and Maria, the woman who was on the horse, watch. Yeah. Ellie sees a girl watching her from a distance and Ellie yells at her. He's like, the fuck are you looking at? The fuck are you looking at, you stupid bitch? <laughs> I mean, damn near. Yeah, she might as well, you fucking bitch-ass mm-hmm. bitch. Look at that face. God just be making anybody. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Damn, God just be making anybody now, huh? <laughs> you run out of ideas? Ain't no more twin flames, huh? Just it's just fucking, you. <laughs> just threw something against the wall with you, huh? So. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Ellie yells at her, but Maria says the kids aren't used to seeing people that look and talk like Ellie. Like what a fucking kid? Well, they're more mannered there, and like they grew up with actual like <laughs> civilization. Like, <laughs> She's like Gollum. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty hobbitses. <laughs> uh, so Tommy says Ellie and Maria got off to. Um, Tommy says Ellie and Maria got off on the wrong foot. And Ellie says that Maria's people were going to kill them. Tommy says that they have to be careful who they led in this place. And when Ellie mentions the dead bodies, Maria says, those are the people who tried us. Kind of like, mm, try me. Like, Damn yeah. Sure. But uh, honestly, I fucking, I got, I got 20 on Ellie. Oh, between the two of them? Oh, absolutely. Ah, uh, hey, I got 30 on and Ellie. Ellie's going to stab her right in the vagina. You see, that's between. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tommy follows by saying that a bad reputation necessarily make you uh, bad. And Maria says, not always at least, while she stares down Joel. Kind of like that was pointed at him. Yeah. Joel then mentions that while he appreciates the hospitality, he'd like a moment with just family. However, Tommy says that Maria is family and Tommy and Maria are married. Oh! He's like, I got a belly full of white dog turds and you dropped this shit on me? You dropped this on me? (laughs) Damn! So, Tommy and Maria take Joel and Ellie on a tour of Jackson, and this was after, like, even Ellie, Ellie and Joel are like, Oh, I mean, Ellie, who doesn't really know much of Joel's story, just knows what Joel's yeah. uh, intentions were. Is She's even like, well, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, oof. Yeah, like, <laughs> damn, Joel, you got some trauma going on here. So, Tommy and Maria take Joel and Ellie on a tour of Jackson. And Maria says, just a handful of people settled here about seven years ago. 
there are raiders infected nearby occasionally, but the people of Jackson have learned to stay quiet and off people's radar. And one way they've done that is by staying off the radio. Ooh. At the mention of this, Tommy looks at Joel almost like an apology for not remaining in contact. Which, you know Joel had to kind of Joel's take like, that a Joel's little. like, yeah, he took it, he's like, he took it to the chin. Honey. He's like, you just gave up. On me, family. Yeah, he's like you just your legit blood family. No, I'm I'm out there. I'm like you fucking piece. Oh, I would have been. I would have punched him right in the face. God, my brother does that shit. Smack him right in the mouth. Oh, he's getting molly whopped. (laughs) Yes. Tommy looks at Joel almost for an apology for not remaining in contact. Jackson has everything: a school, electricity, laundry, heat, sewers, and for Joel, they even have sheep. So maybe he was, he was like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So while we get a glimpse at Jackson in the first Last of Us game, the Jackson we see in this episode is very much the Jackson in The Last of Us Part 2. And it, it is. In Last of Us Part 2, it's well developed and they have like like a carnival almost. It's like a town dance and it's... Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's at like the very beginning of the game. Oh, okay. Which I haven't, I've only seen clips of the second one. I haven't got to play the second one. Oh, okay. So it's an impressive community that has all the comforts that one could hope for in a world like that. And a place that any would, would be glad to live. So Maria mentions that in Jackson, they all share everything. So it's fucking, god damn you. Commies. Democratic socialism. Commies. <laughs> 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 so and that no one person is in charge joel says so communism (laughs) he's like so communism and when tommy brushes that off and says it isn't like that maria mentions it's exactly like that it's a commune so commune when tommy tommy's like oh fuck he's like damn communism (laughs) my wife has buried me in front of my brother (laughs) fucking bitch (laughs) wait till we get in the fucking house i'm gonna (laughs) Fucking, I'm gonna hit you with my ring. <coughs> Wait till we turn on that generator. Ain't gonna, nobody gonna no, be able to hear you. Nobody's gonna hear you when I hit you with my ring hand. Oh, well, she's mad at us. She's mad at you. She's always mad at me, though. Always. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Maria shows the group their horses at the stable and introduces Ellie to a fowl named Shima. That is definitely foal, not fowl. Foal? Foal. This is a baby horse. Thank you, Rainbow Bright. <laughs> You're welcome, Sunshine Stealer. <laughs> Good. Good. Did we just make up nicknames? Good. Rainbow Brian, Sunshine Stealer. A foal. A foal. There's no U in there. It's O A, foal. You said foul, like a bird. Also, no U. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> Moving on from Shimmer. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to make that cool clippy clop sounds with the hooves. <laughs> the hooves. He could say hooves, right? Horse feet. <laughs> clippy cloppy. Um, Jesus. Okay. So Maria says Joel and Ellie can stay in the house across from them. And Tommy says, you could do worse. <laughs> Ellie responds, trust me, and we have been. And uh, Joel, hurt by the comment, says, we've been doing fine with, with this. Joel and Tommy go off on their own, leaving Maria and Ellie together. Which is like, oh, great. Which they're in a bar at this point. They're in a fucking saloon. Well, yeah, Tommy takes Joel to the bar while uh, Maria takes 
Ellie to go take a shower and get some clean clothes on and stuff like that. That's right. So they're at the bar and Tommy tells Joel saying, thanks for still giving a shit about me. Tommy asks Joel how Tess is doing and Joel lies that she's doing fine. So he doesn't even tell his brother that Tess died. Well, yeah, because... I think he felt a little betrayed at this time yeah, by Tommy. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to fucking say anything to him. Yeah. Fuck this bitch ass He's doing so good. I don't want to bring him down with my fucking shit. Yeah. I've been living, barely. Yeah. It's like, I just watched that guy blow his fucking brains out. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're over you're here over drinking here whiskey. Hardened sheep. You're fucking shitting in a toilet. You're <laughs> 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 fucking pooping in the woods and burying it. I'm burying it like a fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking... You're over here wiping your ass with Charmin. You're soaking up your heat while yeah. I'm teeth chattering yeah, away. You piece of shit. <laughs> if I fucking hate you, Tommy. <laughs> No good, Tommy. Like, two time and teacher. I'm gonna fuck. Two time, two time and Tommy. <laughs> so, so when Tommy asks about Ellie, Joel says she's the daughter of someone high up in the Fireflies, and the <coughs> family is somewhere out here. Uh, Tommy questions if he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart, and Joel says that there's payment. He's like, no, come on, you know me. Come on now, fucking asshole, shut up. <laughs> so Joel asks if Tommy knows where the fireflies are, and Tommy says they've got a base at the University of Eastern Colorado, which so now they're in Colorado, or they're in Wyoming. They're in my Wyoming. They started in Boston. So, they trekked all yeah, so that fucking way. So it's it's a it's a bit of a trek. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while. Tommy says they've got a base at the University of Eastern Colorado. Colorado, which is a week's ride south. Uh, but the path there is not an easy trip. But Joel says it'll be an easy trip with Tommy joining in. And Tommy replies that he can't go. Let down again. Like, it hasn't even been 24 hours and Tommy has gotten three he, strikes already. Yeah, Tommy's like, hey, uh, well, I'm sorry I stopped talking to you. My wife told me we had to get off the radios. By the way, I got married. <laughs> oh, and I can't join you and help you with whatever type of quest you're going to go because my wife won't let me. Hey, hey, do you mind if I, you know, talk to my wife about it first? No, I'm just mm. kidding. She's going to say no. So. Uh, Joel asked if his wife won't let him. Come on, babe, not in front of the guys. Come on, man. <laughs> Joel asked if his wife won't let him and if she's the reason he quit messaging him on the radio. Tommy states that after he ditched the Fireflies, Maria and her group, her group found him, took him in, and all he had to do was follow the rules. Uh, Tommy says that they have been, they have to be careful so that the wrong people don't find them. And Joel counters, asking if he's the wrong type of people. Oof. Joel says that the things he did back then were to protect them and keep them alive. And Tommy says that they both did those things, and they weren't things; they murdered people. Ooh. I mean, it's... It's survival of the fittest, though. Like, you have to do what you have to do in order to survive, especially in a case like this. Let's let's put it in terms like this. If everybody's, say... No, I'm not going to put it in those terms. Shoot or be shot. I'm not, yeah, I'm That's gonna, what it is. I was about to get real You were going to go deep. Dark. You were going to go deep. <laughs> Shoot or be shot. Leave yeah. it at that. Yes. Eat or be eaten. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, exactly. No. So Tommy doesn't judge Joel for what they had to do to survive, but he knows that there were other ways. They just weren't good at them. They so, do one thing. Yeah, it's like we can fucking kill people. Yep. We're pretty fucking good at it. So when Joel complains about his journey to find Tommy, Tommy says that he's going to be a, become a father. Oh! 
So we're on strike four. Yeah, I'm like, God, you fucking idiot. So Joel's literally like, man, I tried so hard. Do you, you see me? Like, I just trekked from Boston. dumb bastard. All the way over here. And Tommy comes back with, well, I'm going to be a dad. So you've been doing it while I've been trying to get to you as well, man? Son of a bitch. You've just been living high on the hog. Motherfucker. Hall. Should have, like, thrown his whiskey in his face. I don't want your bullshit. I don't want your shit. So Tommy says that he has to be more careful and that he's scared to death. But he feels like he'd be a good dad. So the news that Tommy's child seems to hit Joel hard, an, another reminder of what he lost. So once again, Joel doesn't have fucking Sarah, and now Tommy's been fucking living it up, and now he's about to have a fucking kid. He got married, fucking. Well, see, it's Joel lost Sarah, Joel lost Tess. Tommy found Maria and married Maria and is now going to have a baby. So it's literally like they just swapped lives in yeah. a way. Bastard. (laughs) 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 You motherfucker. (laughs) Took time at Tommy. (laughs) uh, So Joel pours uh, some more booze for himself. And he says, I guess we'll find out. Tommy almost can't believe his brother's callous nature. And Tommy replies, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. Joel takes us in and says that they'll grab some some supplies and be out of their hair in the morning and leaves Tommy alone in the bar. Outside, Joel grabs his chest again. He's fucking having another another, panic attack. He's having another fucking panic attack. And he sees a girl that looks like his daughter, Sarah, from behind, who hugs a child by a large Christmas tree. Joel begins to walk towards her, but then as she turns around, she sees that it isn't her. And it literally looks from behind mm-hmm. so much like Sarah. I was like, oh my God, is he having a vision right now? Kind of like, this is very, very surreal. And then she turned around and I'm like, oh, yeah, that stung me. Like that had to hurt. So now back to Ellie and she's gotten into the house and she's taking a shower and Maria's left her fresh clothes, uh, a diva cup. Are we about to have this talk? I'm assuming... Is that a tampon? A diva cup is... Is that a douche? No. A diva (laughs) cup is the plastic cup that you can put up there during your time of the month. And it's a cup that catches all the blood. (laughs) And then you pull it out and it's a reusable cup. I've never heard of this. You've never heard of this? No. Hang on. I've never heard of a diva cup. I'll show you. I thought it was a dish. A dish. <laughs> so this is, I can't believe we're having this conversation, right? I can. This is a duchess cup. Okay. So <laughs> it bends. See, it, um, it, I need them to show how it bends. It's not gonna. I can. Imagine. There we go. There we go. Good. Great graphics here. Holy shit. Yeah. So you fold it in. <laughs> Am I getting a lesson? A lesson in a diva cup right now? Yeah. Um, you fold it up, you stick it in, and it pops back open in your uterus, and it <laughs> catches all of everything. And then that little tippy part—that's mm-hmm. the part that you pinch and pull. <laughs> I'm done. I could have went my entire life not knowing, not knowing what a fucking. Um, but it's supposed to be more um, not, healthy not, for you. Not knowing what a fucking a blood cup was. <laughs> you know what? That That's so... Vampires can take shots. I wish people could see my face right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, 
it's supposed to be more um, healthy for you and more environmental friendly because uh, you're only using that one cup for but you the have cycle to, of your period you got, instead of going through like, like a whole box of tampons. Bro, that's like fucking shaking out <coughs> a condom. And that's our lesson on Diva Cups. Back to our show. Okay. So... <laughs> to which Ellie says, oh, gross. <laughs> Papa Bear says, too. <coughs> and she leaves a note saying that she's across the street. Ellie goes to Maria's house and sees a blackboard on a mantle that states the name, date of birth, and the date of death of Kevin and Sarah. With two candles in front. A memorial for the children that have been lost. After seeing... For more children that have been lost. After seeing this, Maria comes in, gives Ellie a jacket, and then proceeds to give Ellie a haircut. Uh, as she does this, the two talk, and Maria tells Ellie she has... She was an attorney before all this. And Maria says that she liked cutting hair, adding that it must be a mom thing. Maria mentions the memorial, and Ellie apologizes for the loss of the kids. But Maria says only Kevin was her kid and that Sarah was Joel's daughter. Plot twist. So it, this whole time, Ellie didn't know. Ellie had no idea about Sarah. So Ellie's shock shows and she didn't know about Sarah. And she says it explains Joel a little. Yep. Which it, it does. A lot. A fucking lot. Because I would be a fucking absolute lunatic. Oh, yeah. If anything happened to Creepy Kid. If, oh, if anything happened to the kids, I'd be fucking... <laughs> you think I'm bad now? Uh, if I uh, lost our creepy un- kid? Unmedicated mm. fucking... <laughs> just raw dog in. State of decay, Nate. It's fucking... Ugh. Oh, dude, I'm going to be a warlord. No. I'm going to eat peanuts out of your ass. <laughs> with a spoon. Wow. That... I'm oh. going to turn you... I would turn somebody into my own personal gumball machine. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maria says that she won't ask Ellie what she and Joel are doing together, but she has her concerns. I would have been like, bitch, you've known me for an all of two hours. Yeah, mind your fucking business, you fucking stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ellie Ellie states that she knows Joel used to kill people, but now he doesn't kill the innocent ones anymore. (laughs) At least not the innocent ones. (laughs) Anymore, and then retorts that Tommy used to do it too, asking if Maria is worried about him too. Maria mentions that Tommy was following Joel the way Ellie is following him now. Ellie says maybe she's smarter smarter than Tommy. <laughs> Maria says it's good that Ellie has things she won't tell her and that Ellie should uh, be careful who you put your faith in. The only people who can betray us are the ones we trust. Which has got a lot of truth behind it. But at the same time, it's kind of at the... In that same breath, it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, why? What makes you think you know me so well You when you legit have only known me for, like, two hours? Yeah, exactly. You fucking bitch. <laughs> fuck you and fuck Tommy. Put you in your pregnant belly. <clears throat> so, after this one-on-one, Maria takes Ellie to the movies where they're showing The Goodbye Girl. Haven't seen it. And me either. Okay. <gasps> wow. Okay. I had, okay, great. Because I was like, did they, like... Put a clip of a movie that like doesn't even exist in this show right I know. now. It doesn't exist. The Goodbye sure. Girl. It does. 2004 film. Actually, it's a 1977 film. Oh, it is. <laughs> Why did I find 2004? <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh. It's just a remake. Oh, okay. Who's it got in it? Interesting. It's got. Oh, it's got Richard Dreyfuss in it. We'll pretend I know who that is. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the only actor I know in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's from the 1970s, so. Well, Richard Dreyfuss is kind of old. What else is he in? Uh, a lot. Oh, okay. He's been in a lot of I shit. don't know. 
You don't think Richard Dreyfuss is? No. Come on now. Look at him. What else? Yeah. Okay. If you saw... He looks like he's from Star Wars. Uh, what? He looks like he's been from Star Wars. Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I don't even... Don't even... You don't have to say it. Stand By Me? Yeah. Okay. Good God. <laughs> Jaws? Jaws! 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 I got okay. Jaws. Okay. All right. Good. Now you know. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're good. We're good. Like we like we weren't good before. <laughs> so. God, my hand. Everything right. hurts. Jumpy go will go will summer. It's not little. It's my whole body. My summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you know who doesn't go in the sun? You. Me. I don't. This is why I don't go in the sun because I burn. But you did. Yeah, but I won't burn again for the rest of the year. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ellie notices that Maria and Tommy have a conversation, and the two go their own ways. Uh, we then cut to Joel trying to fix his shoes at a nearby shop, and Tommy comes in, bringing Joel a new pair of boots. Uh, Tommy apologizes for what he said and that he knows it must be hard for Joel, but Joel gets down to business, asking if the trip to the college is a suicide. He's like, fuck that shit, I don't care anymore. I get <laughs> What's going on with He's this? Like, All right. He's like, it is, a, is it a suicide mission? Tom says, no, it's hard, but nothing, nothing Joel can't handle. And all the people Tommy knows that have gone that way have come back. And when Tommy asks what this is about, Joel admits that Ellie is immune. And quieted by this revelation, Tommy sits down and asks Joel to tell him the story, starting with the beginning. So as Which we, he's he, like, okay, fine. He's like, all right, you want to hear it? Fucking strap in. Yeah. Got any more of that whiskey? <laughs> So, You're gonna need it. So as we hear Joel tell the story of what he and Ellie had been through so far, we see Ellie walking the empty main street of Jackson by herself. Uh, back to Joel and Tommy, we see that Ellie having to shoot the kid back in Kansas City still weighs heavy on Joel. That he was too slow and too deaf. And that he should be the one protecting the 14-year-old, not the other way around. So Joel also says that he watched Henry kill Sam to protect her. While Joel just watched. He's so hard on himself. <laughs> he really is. What could he have done? Even when the dog sniffed Ellie earlier that day, Joel couldn't move in the situation. And he was stuck in fear. So Joel asked Tommy if he still thinks he can handle the trip, despite all this. Even though sometimes he feels like his heart is going to stop, Joel tearfully says that he has dreams every night. And while he can't remember them... Uh, remember them every day he wakes up feeling like he's lost something Joel feels like he's even falling in his sleep or failing in his sleep and that's all he's ever done Ugh, he's so hard on himself he really is so Tommy asks if he wants him to take Ellie and Joel says he knows he's going to get her killed and Joel thinks he has to leave her to save her mentions that isn't that why Tommy left and left Joel uh, to make up for things they did. While here's Tommy's chance to bring his child into a better world, Tommy accepts this and nods. And Joel says, Tommy can't tell anyone, not even Maria. Oof. So Joel knows if anyone sees the bites, they'll kill her. And in in the second game, she gets a tattoo over it. Oh, she does? Yeah, over the scar. Oh. So, spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because nobody can know that she's got bit. No. He's putting a lot of trust in Tommy. A lot of trust. After Tommy just literally was like, I pretty much dropped you for all these better things. 
And then now Joel is still just very much like, you're my brother, and I need you, despite you dropping me for all these better things. And Let so, me drag you back down yeah, a little exactly. bit. So, and so Joel swears as he cries, this is the last thing he'll ever ask. Tommy says that he'll take Ellie out at dawn. So the brothers head out for the night. As Joel gets to his house, he sees Ellie's light still on, and he heads up to see her. He finds Ellie reading a journal that was left behind, uh, surprised that people pre-outbreak only had to worry about boys and what to wear. Completely different time um, back then. Yeah, But Ellie is cold towards Joel, asking why he's still there, and saying, if you're going to ditch me, ditch me. <sighs> And I was like, God damn, dude. I was like, that's fucking heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. But at the same time, Ellie is also so used to everybody fucking leaving yeah, exactly. her. So Ellie says she heard Joel say how he has to leave and Tommy has to take her. And Ellie mentions that she even stood up for Joel today. Oh, with the talk with Maria. Yep. And Joel says that he had this decision. He had he made this decision for her own good, saying she'll be better off with Tommy. And Ellie stands up and asks if Joel gives a shit about her. To which Joel says, of course he does. And Ellie asks what he's afraid of. Ellie then cuts Joel in his heart saying, I'm not her, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I literally lost my shit. I started crying. When I when she said that, I legit just started bawling. I was like, why? You got to cut him where it hurts so bad. I, know. I was like, damn, now she knows. Uh, which is funny. That's, I get it. Yeah, but still... Ugh. Poor bastard. <laughs> Ugh. <coughs> well, she knows that's what's going to hurt him. Yeah, but still, that sucks. It's like, that's that's the cut that you never should make or feel like you have to make, though. So, when Ellie says Maria told her about Sarah, Joel cuts her off saying, no, don't say another word. And uh, Ellie apologizes for Joel losing his daughter, but Ellie says she's lost people, too. Joel says, you have no idea what loss is. Which is, I mean, now they're in, like, a pissing match. Yeah. <laughs> And Ellie, know, Ellie, knowing Joel doesn't have a monopoly on pain, says, Everybody I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. And then she fucking shoves Joel. She continues. She says, Don't tell me that I'd be safer with somebody else because the truth is I would just be more scared. Which Joel replies, You're right. You're not my daughter. And I sure in the hell ain't your dad. So... <laughs> they're just trying to fucking hurt each other's feelings at this point <laughs> I, th- what it is is th- at this point they're both coming to the realization like I fucking love you it, yeah but they don't want to yeah exactly and that's what it is a- and I think Ellie Ellie loved him before and not like not in that way yeah, but she but, just felt yeah. finally safe yeah, for she, once she loves Joel and now Joel's finally like fuck I love this fucking little asshole this little psycho this little psycho yeah <laughs> so before saying that they're going to separate ways after this moment uh joel thinks back to decorating the christmas tree with sarah remembering the daughter he lost after choosing <laughs> the abandoned the closest thing he's had to a daughter since so the next morning ellie has her stuff ready to go as she waits in her room she hears a knock on the door and tommy walks in so she takes a second recognizes that this is her new traveling companion and leaves with him so, when they get to the stable, can you imagine if Tommy did take her, though? Oh, uh, I would have been pissed. She would have been dead. I would have been pissed. So, because Tommy's not Joel. No. So, when they get to the stable, Joel is preparing a horse. I literally, so, when I was watching this, because I've never played the game, so I'm literally just going off of the show itself, 
And the whole time, like they're walking to the stable, I'm like, please, Joel, be in there. Please, Joel, be in there. Please, Joel, be in there. And he is. And I'm like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) So Joel is in there prepping a horse. Ellie asks if he came to say goodbye. And he says, no. No. I came to steal one of his horses and go. Then Joel says to Ellie that she deserves a choice. So before Joel can finish his argument as to why Ellie should go with Tommy, Ellie says, let's go to Joel. (laughs) Just let's go. Shoves her bag on him and everything. It's like, load up, let's go. To Joel, yeah, so already making her choice. Joel agrees. Ooh, farted. <laughs> Joel agrees. Outside the stable, Joel hugs Tommy goodbye, and Tommy tells the pair that there's a place for them there. Joel, respond, uh, Joel responds that he's counting on it, and Joel asks to borrow Tommy's sniper rifle. It's a hunting rifle, but oh, I we're mean... not going to argue semantics here. <laughs> <laughs> to which Tommy complies. And Joel and Ellie head on their way to the college. So it's like, yes! Yes! Um, down the road, Joel teaches Ellie how to use the sniper rifle as the two joke with each other, at which almost which acts almost as Joel accepting his new role in Ellie's life. Yes. So he's like, alright, teaching her how to fucking hunt now. Yep. She's like... <clears throat> what the fuck? fuck is going on around here <sighs> so down the road joe teach down the road down the roll down the road again Billy <laughs> <laughs> nelson bitch <laughs> so down the road joel teaches ellie how to use a sniper rifle the sniper rifle god damn it hunting rifle <laughs> who wrote this so <laughs> as, the two, <laughs> as the two joke with each other which acts almost as joel accepting his new role in ellie's life so, as they ride together on the horse, Ellie asks if Jackson is how things used to be. Joel says, there used to be two types of people. Those who wanted to own everything, and those who didn't want anyone to own anything at all. Joel says that he was neither, he just did his own thing as a contractor. And Joel tells her that everyone loved contractors. Mm-hmm. Further down the road, we learn that it's taken them five days to get to the college from Jackson. Over that period, it seems that most of the barriers between these two have lifted as both have accepted who they are in each other's lives. The college looks abandoned as the two discuss what college was like back in the day. Joel then returns to his previous conversation, saying that if he can do anything after this, uh, well, he always wanted to be a singer. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie wants to hear Joel sing and he refuses. But Ellie says that if she's going to save the world, at least he can do is sing for her. Smiling at her, he agrees. Uh, as they work their way through the campus, they see a group of monkeys that must have escaped from a lab. And as they get to a street sign, the biomedical science building is marked with a Firefly logo. Their first sign in a while that they're on the right track. Which is kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, we're coming to our, con- our conclusion here. Yeah. Yet, there's no one around. Even though it seems quiet, Joel tells Ellie it's time for the gun. As they enter the building, it quickly becomes clear that the fireflies abandoned this location. Ugh. As medical supplies are strewn all over the place, they find a packing list for supplies, and soon after, the duo hears a noise on the second floor. Ooh. When they go to investigate, they find another pair of monkeys still in the building, who swiftly run away. As they continue to look for signs of the fireflies, Joel finds a map that shows several sets of pins heading towards Salt Lake City, with a label that says St. Mary's. So it's very, very clear that whoever was there is no longer there, yeah. and they've relocated, and it's almost kind of like, fuck, we're back to square God one damn now. damn it, gotta go back to Utah? Yeah, we're backtracking now. So, 
But then Joel and Ellie hear voices. Looking out the window, they see four men armed with weapons, and they quickly exit out the back entrance. Ugh. So as they run as they run way back to their horse, Joel is attacked by one of the men, and Joel snaps the man's neck. Clear in front of <laughs> Ellie, too, who is like, God damn. He's like, I didn't 1,000. So... Once it looks like they're safe, we see that Joel is stabbed in the gut. And he pulls a weapon out. He got half of a fucking bat stabbed into his fucking gut. Yeah, like gut. A, a shard? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like half the fucking baseball bat stuck in his gut. So this is exactly what Joel was worried about. Uh, so as the other three men run in the direction, Ellie gets Joel on the horse and they flee. While <clears throat> Ellie attempting to shoot the men as they go. Uh, which she's like fucking blasting at him. She is too. It's the the whole time I'm like, just get out, just get out, just get out. Like I wish that she was able to shoot the gun and scare them off so that she could go back in to the college and try and get supplies for Joel. Yeah. But unfortunately they're just they're ran out of town. Yep. So safe down the road, Joel isn't doing good and he falls off the horse. So Ellie runs to him and sees he's lost a lot of blood. <sighs> So she begs him to get up, and she cries, saying that she doesn't know what to do without him, uh, and she doesn't know what's going on, or what's going, what she's going to do, or where to go, as she begs and pleads jo- for Joel to get up at the, s- to get up at the snow covered, get up at the, s- to get up at the snow covered with Joel not moving at all. We pan out as she begs, uh, begs, ple- begs and pleads for Joel to get up. Off the snow-covered tracks, probably. Yeah. With Joel not moving out at all, we pan out. So this is the end of the episode. Yeah. So cliffhanger, and, again. Uh, also, acoustic version of Depeche Mode's Never Let Me Down Again place. <laughs> but this is actually very, very um, important yeah. because yeah. this is the same track that played at the end of the first episode where we learned that the music from the 1980s is used as the symbol of danger that Joel and Tommy would use to communicate with each other. Danger, danger, danger. So, and that is the end of episode six of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Great job, Papa Bear. Yeah. You did good. See, <clears throat> you can do it. Hooked on phonics worked good today. I learned how to read. <laughs> Yay! Well, that was really good. We've got episode seven, which is going to be another flashback episode of Ellie's life before she met Joel coming up. And we get a much bigger understanding from uh, Ellie as well, as far as like when she says, you don't, you don't think I know what loss is. Like I have lost people and we're going to see a very big, significant part of that in the next breakdown, which will be coming after Albert Fish, because I think we can all agree right now. And if you know who Albert Fish is, we're going to need a palate cleanser for sure after that part one. So we'll make sure to have that out and ready for you guys then. Um, no real business other than if you have a episode request or a creepy crawler account that you would like to send in, you can send those into caseofthecreeps at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll see you guys over at Albert Fish Part 1. And until then, <laughs> we hope you creeps keep it creeps. <laughs> this is going to be so much brown talk. It's going to be bad. So much poop talk. <laughs> Should teach me how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I'll show you how to shoot a gun. All right. um, but until then, we hope you creeps. 
keep it creepy, and hope that you enjoyed this episode breakdown of The Last of Us. We'll see you on our next episode. I'm Katie. And I'm ready for brown talk. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.